0: All right. Thank you, my friend Scott Shannon. And welcome aboard. Glad you're with us. Write down our toll free number. It's 800 941 Sean. You want to be a part of this extravaganza. One hour from now, Dr. Michael Bodden will join us. New York City's former chief medical examiner, famed pathologist, and he performed an independent autopsy on George uh, Floyd. And he will explain in in detail what his findings were and the connection to the eight minute video that we know went on longer of the knee on the neck of George Floyd. And when he likely died, because when they finally ended up putting him on a gurney, if you watch, uh, they literally had to hold his head separately. There was that much uh, that that long a period of time. I, as I've been saying, my knowledge of law enforcement tactics, techniques What is trained to the training of every officer, everyone in law enforcement is to not do what happened in that video. My training in martial arts, I am a student. I am not a sensei. I am. I am a student of the arts, multiple arts, a eclectic blend of arts, which I've talked about ad nauseum. Um, But it has taught me a lot about the vulnerability. uh, If under the right circumstances, your life is being threatened of one's neck. It is one of the most vulnerable parts of the human anatomy. So uh, we'll get to all that today. Uh, We're 154 days till you, the ultimate jury, weigh in. And uh, what we are now seeing is where the National Guard is being deployed. We are seeing dramatic differences in what's happening in the streets of some of American cities, starting with the president sending troops to Minnesota last night. Um, and while, you know, of course in New York, just like with coronavirus, you know, you got a governor and a mayor killing each other and doing nothing. They weren't prepared for coronavirus. Trump had to bail them out, build the hospitals, uh, convert them to COVID-19, uh, man, all of the hospitals, uh, send in the ventilators and the shields and the masks and the respirators and the gowns and the gloves. Cause they had no preparation, well, now you want to see more incompetence from probably a more likely uh, of the more likely the event that New York starts to disintegrate. Uh, my prediction here is New York is going to see another mass exodus, probably California, not far behind, considering they're like one in two in terms of people leaving their state, their respective states, because of high taxes, burdensome regulation and government control over every aspect of their life and people are fed up with it and then of course the cherry on top is just complete incompetence and an inability to manage states and cities as we're seeing in New York once again we're seeing it in other places as well um but you know this is what we're now watching president trump now ordered the pentagon to deplo- deploy an additional 800 national guard troops to protect D.C. residents from violence and mayhem committed by these anti-cop rioters. Pentagon has now confirmed six to eight hundred National Guard troops sent to D.C. as the president seeks to stop there another night of protests at the Capitol. The Secretary of Defense, the Attorney General, Mark Esper, Bill Barr, other top officials are monitoring the continuing protests in Washington and around the country. Uh, A lot going on. But what we now are mostly seeing... And, and I brought this up last night at length, and I, I, I'm telling you, you look at where this is all happening. It's not an accident that a lot of this is happening in liberal cities that have been run by liberal mayors and Democratic states run by Democratic governors for decades. We're watching the looting, the arson, the violence, the, the, the just wreckage of, you know, all things of civil society uh, right before our eyes and now it's got to stop now you got to this is no longer about george floyd and it hasn't been for a while they're not rioting for george floyd they're not looting and and setting ablaze stores uh for george floyd because if they were they would listen to george floyd's own words which we played on this program yesterday this carnage does not in any way honor the memory of george floyd these riots Uh, are going to hurt innocent people. They're at physical risk, but also their lives will be deeply transformed because many of the places that they might be used to shopping at are not going to be there when this is all said and done. And the likelihood of these places being rebuilt expeditiously uh, is not high at all. If they are rebuilt and some will not be rebuilt, it will probably take years to get a lot of this done. You have criminals that are now run amok. We have the usual suspects, you know, the Wall Street, Occupy Wall Street crowd, the Antifa crowd or Antifa crowd. Then you have, you know, other anarchists. You know, it's report after report after report. You know, we're seeing nothing but the the same old, same old. You know, make no mistakes. These these are not peaceful protests as the mob and the media. They're, just, they're constantly trying to defend these actions. And it's inexplicable to me. It makes no sense whatsoever that anybody would defend what's going on here. But they are. There was universal agreement. The issue about what happened with George Floyd is not Republican or Democrat. It's not liberal conservative. It's universal condemnation of what America saw, the horrific... Seven minutes, 55 seconds, and it went on longer of the knee on the neck of George Floyd. What this is, you know, forget, you know, the anger, the grief surrounding the video is something everybody feels. And we've talked at length about that now in in record time, the four four op- officers on that case were fired. One has already been charged with third degree murder and manslaughter. The officers that stood by uh, all fired There might be other charges coming. Then you have the possibility of federal charges being added to this because the president has expedited the DOJ, the FBI, the Civil Rights Division of the DOJ to expedite their investigation and coordinate with local investigators and get to the bottom of this as quickly as possible. But you have the anarchists, the Antifa crowd, the radicals uh, that want to stir up as much trouble in as many places as possible. Storefronts smashed in fires burning out of control. They're even pushing police out of precincts and burning down police departments, looting in almost every great American city and business owners are violently attacked. Some of them are defending themselves, by the way, and they're doing it successfully because they have uh, weapons and they're at the door and they're saying, you come in and you try to rob my place or destroy my place. Uh That would be a threat to me, my livelihood, and my family. Leave. And they're leaving. But you got uh, Philadelphia, Minneapolis, Chicago, New York, L.A., Oakland, San Francisco, other major cities, most of which, there are some exceptions, most of which that have been run by Democrats for decades. What do you see in these liberal states and cities? The worst infrastructure, the highest taxes, the most burdensome regulations, school systems, In many of these cities, we have been failing our children for generations. The violence completely out of control. You know, how many years have we discussed and talked about violence in the city of Chicago? Has anything been done like Mayor Giuliani did in New York City to fix it? Nope. We just get statistics every year, every weekend, every long weekend. You know, more shootings, more people murdered, innocent people. And then nothing has been done to resolve it at all. Joe and Barack pretty much have done nothing. I'm looking at uh, Joe Biden. Well, he came out of his bunker and had a few dumb things to say. You know, probably the dumbest thing he said is that if someone's if if a cop has someone running at them with a knife you to shoot them in the leg. I'm like, are you really that stupid? And then he's actually and I'll play some of this later. Now he is demanding economic justice and expanding Obamacare. And he wants a a national police oversight commission. Well, we could have done that after the debacle that was Cambridge police, after the debacle that was Ferguson, Missouri, after the debacle that was Baltimore and Freddie Gray. But Barack and Joe did nothing when they were in charge and getting lectured from an ever forgetful guy hiding in his basement is not exactly helpful in times like this. And to sh- you know, what cop is trained to shoot somebody in the leg if they're coming at you with a knife? Now, if somebody's coming at you with a knife, well, that would be a direct threat on your life. If an officer does pull his weapon or her weapon, and they and their life is in jeopardy, and they make a decision to shoot, uh, Joe, you would think you would know, being in the business what forty years. Uh, that a cop is ordered to shoot for upper body mass, period. That's their aim, not their legs. They miss the leg, they might shoot an innocent person behind them. In that moment, you go for the biggest target, and the target that's more likely to stop somebody who's about to kill you. Can't believe you, you are watches, watching the the fundamental breakdown and failure of liberal governance in these cities. Uh, and all the predictable areas, but it's been going on for decades. You know, every two, every four years, these politicians, uh, they're begging. They go in, they want votes, they want votes. Every two and four years, the race card is played. Republicans are racist and sexist and and misogynic and xenophobic and homophobic, Islamophobic. They want dirty air and water, and they want grandma and grandpa to eat dog food and cat food and die. If they don't die fast enough... You know, then a Paul Ryan or, or Kevin McCarthy or Donald Trump lookalike will take your grandmother in a wheelchair and throw him over the cliff. And you'll see ads like that or ads like the 98 ad in, in Missouri radio ad that black churches will burn. Or it was like my father was killed all over again because George W. Bush uh, didn't support hate crimes legislation. But he certainly supported the death penalty for James in the James Byrd case when an innocent man was dragged to his death by a, a bunch of violent, evil, racist thugs. I guess the death penalty didn't go far enough. Now we're watching all over the country. What are we seeing? We're seeing police officers now being targeted and around the nation and then run over. You have a cop on life support in Vegas tonight. After a shooting in, in Vegas, Metro police officer there, that happened about 11:23 Pacific Coast time, South Las Vegas Boulevard. He's now in critical condition. His prayers are with us today. Four cops shot in St. Louis, gunfire protests uh, that went violent overnight. In New York, oh, we got a lot happening in New York. You got, you know, de Blasio wanting to fire a cop who had to wave his gun at a brick-throwing protester. You know, a brick can kill you in case you're interested. But you got the horrific moment of a a looter plowing straight into an NYPD officer with their SUV. That happened in New York City. Got another police officer brutally beaten by protesters on the streets of New York. That happened last night. Uh, Right now, the president's right. New York has been lost to thugs and lowlives and looters. They're now ransacking Macy's Herald Square, and they're even on the prestigious Upper East Side of New York on 62nd and Madison, breaking into Hermes stores. By the way, Linda's impressed. I know what Hermes, how to pronounce it. Um, and four shot in St. Louis, one in Vegas. You got in the Bronx a hit and run that was caught on video, and uh, and yet the president is now begging for them to bring in the National Guard, and he's now gonna he's taking over because they're not doing it. You got Comrade de Blasio and Governor Cuomo yelling at each other who I'm gonna take over. I'm taking over, I'm taking over, I'm taking. Meanwhile, just like coronavirus, they're failing the people of New York State and New York City. That's what's happening in New York. Shocker. You have the most incompetent idiots running the government in this city. It's un it is it is just a disgrace. Uh rioters did try to force their way into a bank a uh, bakery. That owner and his sons met them at the door with guns, and they decided to take their looting work elsewhere that night. There was a case out in, I believe, California. It was, uh, I think it was a a restaurant. No, it was a liquor store guy. used an AR-15 to protect his property. And guess what? They decided to go somewhere else. I am really shocked. They decided, man, this isn't worth the risk. Let's go someplace where they're not protected. Anyway, it's insane out there. There's an answer. You create a perimeter, you use tear gas, pepper spray, a massive show of force, and you arrest people. That's what you do when people riot, loot, burn, and steal. So there's no choice, there's no option, there's no negotiating with people that are willing to be violent, even attack the police, that are willing to destroy property, hurt innocent people that have no value at all uh, or respect for law or respect from order. We can't let our nation's police officers uh, continue to go um, unaided. You know, that's what makes New York and what's happening here just so pathetic. Because now you got the mayor of New York City saying, I don't want the National Guard. Uh, What, you're just going to let people continue to burn down the city and loot with abandon and and attack police officers with abandon because Macy's I'm sure most of us have all watched miracle on 34th street and the one about the Macy's versus Gimbal's Santa Claus millions of Americans watch the Macy's Thanksgiving day parade yeah well that Macy's was looted last night just like other important uh, stores uh, in the upper east side of New York they're going all over New York now and the governor is denouncing the mayor. The mayor is denouncing the governor. Then neither are doing their job. But Donald Trump's going to send them in anyway. The 82nd Airborne Division's immediate response force, they're now going to Washington, D.C. And if it keeps happening in New York, they'll be sent there, too. Because you've got to maintain law and order and protect innocent people and innocent property. People deserve better. All right, 25 now, till the top of the hour, 800 9, 4, one Sean, if you want to be a part of the program, another sad story. Richmond Police Chief Will Smith overcome with emotion because he had to detail one of the worst acts of violence carried out in the city uh, during the previous night's rioting. Um, and according to Smith, rioters set fire to an occupied multi family residence with a child inside and then repeatedly blocked firefighters' access to the scene. And thankfully, officers found a way to secure access and save the family, including the child. By the way, Seattle cop, you know, he had to be told by another officer to remove his knee from the neck of a man they were detaining. How did we not learn from this already? That's, you know, not learning lessons like in the case of coronavirus is very disturbing. You're supposed to learn from mistakes you know, you think, for example, New York would be learning now and preparing for the next pandemic that might happen one day or maybe planning after night after night of violence and looting and and arson uh, and and violence to do something about it. But they haven't. But don't worry. Joe Biden is doing something about it. Joe Biden is suggesting to cops if there be if somebody's attacking them with a knife to shoot them in the leg. And by the way, Biden's campaign is raising bail money for anti-cop rioters. At least seven New York Democratic politicians have announced that they will be redirecting campaign donations from the police and correctional uh, officer PACs to bail funds and other mutual aid organizations. There's a problem uh, that is systemic. I'm tired of hearing that issues of police abuse are the result of a few bad apples. Anyway... Uh, What is it? we now going to say all cops are are bad people because that's not true. And we know it's not true. And the idea, you know, this is what one bad apple, though, can do to a lot of good people. That was what I kept saying about the deep state. That's what I kept saying about what Joe DeGeneva called those dirty cops. It's unbelievable. Biden says, uh, when I decided to decide, when I made the decision... Jill and I, I made the decision. Let me say that again. When I decided to decide, when I made the decision, Jill and I, I made the decision. Those words actually came out of his mouth. That is more than a little bit scary from my vantage point. Um, You just, you, you watch these events and you ask yourself, How did they let this get out of control? Well, you know, it's now we're 154 days until you become the ultimate jury. And I keep saying that there's an awful lot at stake here for the sake of the country. This is this is this is about this is everything that you ever thought a choice election could be, but never on this level. I never thought that we'd have to show up and vote to prevent a new green deal that would result in absolute poverty for everybody in the country with all these unfulfilled promises would be something that we, we must urgently defeat at the ballot box. But it's true because they, they want everything free, free health care, free guaranteed job, guaranteed vacations, guaranteed retirement, guaranteed everything. Everything's free, 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 free. And we're going to simultaneously get rid of, if you can believe it, the lifeblood of the world's economy. That would be oil and gas. And then in the process, maybe soon, planes and and cows, because cows have carbon emissions. Because that's what they're thinking about. There's not one thing. And open borders and sanctuary country. We have sanctuary cities. We have a sanctuary state. Now we'll have sanctuary countries, billions of dollars being spent on illegal immigrants. They're even getting checks in California. A lot of these blue states that don't have any money, well, they give an awful lot of money and spend an awful lot of money on illegal immigrants and the impact it has on our educational system, our healthcare system and criminal justice system. And then when you have people that even are in custody because you're sanctuary status, you set them free and you don't return them to ICE and then you obey, aid and abet them in whatever future crimes that they might commit. You know, de Blasio demanding, you know, a cop be fired, you know, for pulling out a gun in the crowd because I haven't seen this particular video. I see cops, though, showing a lot of restraint on television every night. You know, it's, it's sad to watch all of this. You know, it's um, how many more cops are going to get shot here? How many more stores are going to be looted here? You know, four cops shot in St. Louis. We have a cop in critical condition in Vegas. You have two police officers in Richmond and a a suspect injured after a shooting there. You got in Buffalo, New York. I mentioned this. You got an SUV plowing through a group of law enforcement during a, a demonstration injuring two officers there. Videos posted by witnesses show a line of officers backed up by an armored personnel carrier rushing and tackling a man after being interviewed by a man with a tv camera about 9 30 p.m moments later officers ran as the suv just barrels through a cluster with at least one appearing to go under the vehicle's wheels hope that person's okay gotta pray for all of these families and the and yes the and the fam, by the way the family is speaking out to of george floyd saying this is how, this has got to stop You know, 30 years of progress in New York City made under Giuliani and sustained at least by Bloomberg ruined overnight. Mayhem is the headline in big letters in the cover of the New York Post today because it's happening all over the city. It's not just one part of the city. Now it's everywhere in the city. And there are the mayor and the governor fighting like usual. Nobody's making a decision. Now, as usual, Donald Trump will have to come in and save New York. Any chance Donald Trump will win New York in 154 days? Nope, zero. But he's done an awful lot to help New York in the last year, that's for sure. Macy's Herald Square, same thing. You know, and I'll tell you, it's, it, is, it, is, it is a culmination of years and years of democratic rule, broken and false promises, uh, and neglect how is it possible Barack and Joe never stop the violence in Chicago? Start there. How is it all of these cities that spend so much taxpayer money have the worst infrastructure, the worst governance, the worst school systems we pay the most money to, and they don't get anything right? You know, we, if the educational system, I remember the, the nation at risk. It was a landmark study in the Reagan years said what has happened to America's educational institutions were it done by an outside entity or force would be tantamount to an act of war yet some video appears to show rioters going door to door in the washington dc area new york times appears to change another headline because of pressure joel pollack picked this up quote as chaos spreads trump vows to end it now and then by the way in Post outrage, uh, Trump threatens to send troops into states and the president deploys the police for a photo op. Mainstream media continues to fan the flames, appearing to be siding with rioters. You know, the mob and some celebrities are actually encouraging it. Anderson Cooper. Trump seems to be think to think dominating black people, peaceful protesters is law and order. Uh, Anderson. He's going after people that are committing crimes, people that are destroying property, people that are injuring innocent people, including police officers. So I would say that is fake news as usual. You know, you got, um, you know, reporters yelling at the president. "Is, Is this still a democracy? I think that came from fake news Acosta. You got CNN decrying the White House defenses like authoritarian countries. And by the way, you know, Don Lemon claiming Trump is declaring a war on Americans. This this is this is your fake news industry. You have a CNN reporter making excuses uh, on television. And it goes on and on. It's it's sad. Illinois Democratic governor deflecting blame in his uh, state and city of Chicago is they've been hit hard and, you know, calls it blaming Trump. No, that would be your job. Every weekend it's happening in your state and in your city. It's been happening for a decade now and you've done nothing to fix it. You know, where are Schumer and Pelosi on these issues except trashing Trump? That's all they do. LAPD out in L.A., we've been watching things out there. Their chief says Floyd's death on rioters' hands as much as, um, you know, You know, Minnesota cop issues an apology facing calls for his firing city's mayor facing calls for his own resignation. After comments the chief made about rioters and looters taking to the streets, quote, we didn't have protests last night. We had criminal acts. That's why they want to fire him. We didn't have people mourning the death of this man, George Floyd. We had people capitalizing on it. His death is on their hands as much as it is those officers. I disagree with that statement. But. The part about the people that are committing crimes is true. Mayor Garcetti uh, found said of the remarks that uh, they claim the man misspoke. He said, I misspoke when I said the blood was on their hands, the chief said, but certainly their actions do not serve the enormity of his loss. You know, it's and people attacking Donald Trump are going to the church of the president, St. John's, which was set ablaze the previous night. They did that yesterday. I mean, this is this this is you know, and then Joe Biden lining himself with Democratic elected officials that are failing to protect their own people. Unbelievable. Now lockdowns are over. Michigan Michigan Governor Lockdown Whitmer lifts the stay at home order. Finally, pretty unreal. Now you got to ask yourself, well, what are we supposed to do to restore order? I would like is yeah, order has to be restored. You need the manpower to do it. You know, states, they they have state troopers. They have local cities that can lend their officers to cities that have become, quote, hot spots. You have the the state guard that they can call up. And the president is begging them to take the National Guard. And if they're not, he's saying he's going to send them in anyway. Because that's what Donald Trump does. He ends up fixing their messes because they don't have the courage to make the decisions. Now, do we want any of the protesters injured? Absolutely not. I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather people protest peacefully and make a point. There's a point to be made here. And it's a point that I don't see much disagreement on as it relates to George Floyd. But now federal resources, including the military, we do have the Insurrection Act, which I talked about yesterday, is probably going to be employed to protect people, life, and property. The president rips Biden staffers for getting anarchists out of jail during riots. Yeah, that would be a dumb idea. The president, as he said yesterday, his first duty is to protect the safety and security of the American people, and he will fulfill that duty, and he's taken immediate presidential action to stop the violence, restore security and safety in America. And that now we have all of these federal resources, civilian and military, that are on the ready to be used where necessary and and protecting the rule of law. You know, he is now recommended every nearby, every governor deploy the National Guard in sufficient numbers. He's offering it to them. They are all they need to do is request it and it's there. That's their job. If they can't keep control, this is their backup. And the president's directed thousands of military and personnel and law enforcement. Usually you create perimeters. You have non-lethal tools at your avail. That would usually include tear gas and pepper spray. That's what it usually, that, that usually is, is very effective in dispersing crowds. Is it pleasant to watch? Nope. Does, do any of us want to watch it? Nope. Do all of us wish it wasn't happening? Yes. Do all of us wish this didn't happen to George Floyd? Absolutely. We feel sorry for his family and sorry for people and and others as well that are victims of the the horrible 1% of people that abuse their power. It's awful. Um, Now we have, you know, there's no doubt about it. The president has the authority with the Insurrection Act to put the riots down. By the way... um, You know, Andy McCarthy couldn't have been more clear on his explanation, which we got into yesterday. Anyway, 800-941-SHAWN is our toll-free telephone number. People say, well, the president's been silent. No, he hasn't. He's been out every day giving speeches. He's been talking about this every single day. He's the one that demanded an expedited FBI, DOJ, civil rights division investigation in conjunction with local police authorities. That's what he's done.
1: Please. Please,
2: I can't breathe. Please. please, man. Please, I'm man. out uh-huh. uh-huh. Bro, with
1: your feet on his
3: head, man, you get off the His home, nose man. is bleeding, uh,
1: okay, like, come a, on up. Problem. How long y'all got to hold real. him down? Why don't uh, do drugs, skits. It ain't about uh, uh, drugs, bro. Y'all uh, 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 understand uh, it. Y'all don't uh, got to put y'all on in his neck, bro. Uh, right. Uh, he is human, bro. Uh, uh, My stomach hurts. My neck hurts. Everything hurts. <laughs> Ah, There's water or something. Please. Please. Ah, I can't breathe all ah. the ah. time. They will kill me.
0: They will kill me, man. That, of course, George Floyd. We've all watched seven minutes, 55 seconds, and it went on longer. That's just the tape portion of the knee on the neck of George Of George Floyd that has shocked the conscience of a nation. When we got an initial uh, examiner report, they said, well, it wasn't because of asphyxia. Well, Dr. Michael Bodden was hired as for the family of George Floyd. He's a former New York City uh, uh, medical examiner, famed pathologist, uh, has been a friend of this program for many, many years. Uh, He found, quote, that George Floyd's death was due to asphyxia from sustained forceful pressure by minneapolis police officers according to a news conference and a release by floyd family attorneys anyway dr biden joins us now dr biden thank you so much for being with us
4: thank great to be with you sean
0: how many years you have you been doing this just to give away a background and i've known you now for a couple of decades
4: i started this when i was a resident doctor at bellevue hospital being a part-time medical examiner in 1960.
0: that's before i was okay. born dr bodden yeah. that's a... <laughs> I,
4: but i knew you i knew you when you had two names when you had hannity and combs
0: that's correct a you lot did. of
4: people a lot of people now don't remember that
0: <laughs> well first i i uh and how many autopsies have you been involved in in the course of your career I've, been,
4: I've I've done personally more than 20,000 autopsies over the past years.
0: Yeah, and you've done a lot of high-profile cases. I I think you're probably one of the preeminent experts in all of these things. Uh, First, please send our deepest sympathies to the the family of George Floyd and our prayers. And I believe this never should have happened. Um, The
4: family was very pleased. They heard you say that yesterday about sending them their sympathy we uh, you, after your television program you mentioned that they were very pleased as, as was the lawyer were the lawyers that well, you uh, wish them good um,
0: this is unnecessary dr Baden. you and i both know that one of the most vulnerable parts of the human anatomy is the neck police officers are right. trained not to do this
4: that's right that's right because Pressure on the neck presses the blood vessels, the nerve supply the the breathing are all there in the neck, and uh pressure can cause death, and that 's why police uh uniformly are not supposed to compress the neck they got involved with that with garner case also uh, which wasn 't as deliberate as this. I think what happened here was that the video and the attitude of the police officer. Uh, made this much more horrific than other cases.
0: Tell us what your findings were. Um, I believe other people were involved in this with you, if I'm not mistaken.
4: Doctor yes. a, a Doctor a Latish Wilson uh, also uh, the two of us did the second autopsy together for the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bright, a bright young forensic pathologist from
0: Michigan. And, and you both are we in found, full agreement.
4: We both agree we both agreement that, it caught, and so does the the medical examiner in their report. All of us agree that he died because of the way he was restrained. Uh, the uh, uh, me, the uh, medical examiner adds in cardiopulmonary arrest. Well, cardiopulmonary arrest happens to everybody. And normally, if, if somebody's shot and they die, they have a cardiac arrest at the end, and you say cardiac arrest uh, due to shooting. But normally, we don't do that. So I think that. There's not necessarily a difference of opinion because restraints cause death by interfering with breathing. And that's what uh, what he said, what uh, George Floyd said, is he can't breathe. The, the police have a mistaken notion that if a person uh, says uh, talks and says, I can't ble- breathe, that means he's breathing. Well, I'm talking and talking and talking and bloviating, and uh, I'm not breathing right now. I'm just uh, bloviating. I could say, uh, uh, I can't breathe! I can't breathe. So I think that that that's why the police don't would you would think of the if somebody says I can't breathe they would uh, immediately lighten up especially when you have somebody like this who's already handcuffed behind his back before before he was uh, got down and I think one of the things here that was uh, very uh, bad that isn't as visible as what the uh, uh, the uh, kneeling in the neck was is that the, another of the officers. Was kneeling on his back while he's on the ground uh, on the side of the uh, cop, and the knee uh, pushing uh, the knees into the back prevents the diaphragms from going up and down. You can't inhale and exhale, so he's in a position where he can't take a breath because the diaphragms won't move because of the pressure on the back pushing the liver and the other organs upwards toward the. Uh, toward the lungs so they can't move and this way it isn't just the fellow who was on the neck but the other fellow too that uh, uh, the two together prevented oxygen from going to his brains
0: it's so sad and so unnecessary unnecessary uh, it, absolutely it, right it, it breaks my heart and he was already handcuffed let's talk about the other findings i mean because we watched for seven minutes and 55 seconds and it went on longer and yeah. uh, you see his face just pushed hard into the pavement. Now you saw yes. ab- abrasions on his face. That means something Rubby too. Abrasions,
4: yeah, three, three or four inches in di- in, in length. Uh, rough abrasions on the side of the face and on the nose. See any pressure on the nose and mouth? The three areas that are vulnerable in stra- in breathing. Nose and mouth breathes it in. The neck is where it all comes through the windpipe to the lungs. And the chest is where, and the back are where the lungs are. So pressure in any of those three places can prevent flow of air. Uh, and in this situation, you had pressure on the back, you had pressure on the neck, and you also had uh, abrasions on the nose to indicate at some point the nose was against the pavement also, uh, and causing difficulties breathing and some uh, little injuries to the mouth. The nose and mouth were held against the pavement for some time also.
0: Is there any doubt what happened to George Floyd is a result of that knee on that neck?
4: The the result of the knee on the neck and the knee on the back together, one uh, affected the lungs, the other uh, affected the blood vessels and uh, windpipe. The two together, in this case, in my opinion, is what caused death. Either one alone could have, but in this case, both of them, uh cause death. Now part of it is that with the medical examiner that, uh, mentioned that there were also other features like some heart disease. Uh and he may have heart disease. He has a history of high blood pressure, but that would have no uh and he may and he definitely and according to the toxicology release, he did have drugs, uh fentanyl and some other drugs in him uh at autopsy. Those are important in finding out what happened at the time, but they didn't cause or contribute to the death.
0: Well, how do you make the determination, especially when, when there are drugs involved? Uh, you know, look, I, I, I look at that tape and I look at it from my seven years of training. I'm I'm a student. I'm not an expert in martial arts, but I'm a student in uh, an eclectic blend of different arts. And I, you, you know for self-defense purposes you are taught. You know, if I put somebody in what's called a rear naked choke and I put apply any amount of pressure i'm going to drop somebody and they're going to be right. knocked out cold and and you said last night probably 10 to 12 seconds um right
4: unless it, right
0: and and by the way i've gotten to the point where i take it as long as i can then what we do is tap out just so you know that sensation and what it feels like um well, be
4: careful be careful i,
0: I know I, everyone tells me so or if for example one strike so the carotid, uh, hard strike, a targeted strike, will drop somebody right to the ground. That's a one-second strike. Um, that,
4: that's that's interesting, because I've had some martial arts people uh, email me just what you're saying, that uh, the way he was doing things, that the martial arts people know how a single strike, like you, can uh, make you lose consciousness immediately, that, and and that's dangerous if it's if if the pressure is maintained, see here, the officer was maintaining the pressure, uh, and that's best seen in the video. If we didn't have the video, Sean, the the uh, the pass the, uh, the civilians who saw this would say uh, what we're seeing, and the police would may say that they they thought there was a different scenario that it wasn't as bad, and uh, there'd be two opinions as to what happened. Uh, but, in this instance, the video is, uh, makes that scene uh entirely apparent and without any further and that 's one of the reasons why there's so much uh why you were upset so much by seeing the video you didn 't have to know what the autopsy showed you know, to see that to see that that was inappropriate and dangerous
0: um-hmm mm hmm um when you see something like this, and then you watch the video, it gives you obviously some context into what you're looking, but you would be able to figure all of this out, whether there was a video or not, you'd be able to figure out that it took some sustained trauma to the neck that would have caused this?
4: Yeah. Yes, once the, the autopsy is completed and there's no competing cause of death. Now, if he had a, a brain hemorrhage at that time, a Barry aneurysm, a brain hemorrhage, or if he had a heart attack, uh, a, a, a fresh heart attack, uh, then they they might be the causes of death, uh, even under these circumstances. But he, the the uh, rest of the autopsy doesn't show any other illness uh, that uh, would could cause death. He might have some. Forty nine years old. We all have hardening of the arteries to to a certain limited extent. He had hypertension but he'd never been treated uh, he had never had problems with the, with the hypertension before uh so uh the, this uh the nature of the severity of the compression of the neck and of the um back in and of themselves uh, are are the cause of death and excluding all other possibilities and in this instance the toxicology could not compete with what we see with the naked eye when you talk scene, about fentanyl, you know I has. keep
0: reading that like two or three grains of that stuff could kill a two hundred and fifty pound man. Is it is is it well, that deadly? Well,
4: fentanyl. Well, fentanyl is more deadly than than heroin. That's it. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing a lot of them. But fent- if you if you die from a, an overdose of fentanyl, you don't just drop dead. You sort of go to sleep. You go to sleep mm-hmm. and go deeper, deeper sleep. So that's why Narcan can work on these things because uh if you have heroin or 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 uh, uh, or fentanyl uh there's time to give uh, the antidote um uh, and, and that will help you it is the it, 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 person goes to sleep and there's time in in the for half an hour or an hour or more to resuscitate the person and uh but not uh, it doesn't just cause you to drop dead when somebody happens to be squeezing your neck.
0: Yeah. Um, how is the family? I don't know how any family holds up in a situation like this, to oh, be honest. Oh, they're, they're,
4: they're, uh, they're I, I, I spoke to the family on the phone because to find out any medical history, and that's when they they had indicated. They're very good on the phone. They're, they're, I think, in, in Texas or Atlanta. Yeah. um and And they were very, very appropriate and very um uh tried to be very helpful in telling me what medications he was on, uh, whether he had any prior illnesses of any significance diabetes uh, or uh, heart disease and, and none he had well. he, he had some hypertension that was all.
0: You're great at what you do, and it helps give answers to people that deserve them, and it also helps uh, us get to justice, which we will get to in this case. I am very confident of, um, and I, as always, I thank you, my friend, for being with us, Doctor Michael thank, Biden. Thank you.
4: Thank you for inviting me. O- all best wishes, and be careful of your martial arts.
0: I, I will. Our our prayers and and best wishes to George Floyd's family, uh, family
4: too. I will. I will tell them that. Thank you. Thank you, sir. All right, as we roll
0: along, Sean Hannity show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. When we come back, we're going to hit the phones. Uh, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, also, we have, where, where have the leaders and communities been? And governor of uh, Illinois, we don't want Trump's National Guard here. Well, they need them. New York and, you know, by the way, there is a side note. Ari Fleischer had a tweet uh, why is it that a New York governor thinks that they can override a New York City mayor and why would a New York City mayor not want the National Guard in light of everything that's happening? All right, we'll get to all of this uh, with Dr. Uh, Reverend Christian uh, Charles Christian Adams and Pastor Daryl Scott also coming up
4: We support the right of peaceful protesters.
0: Hear their pleas. What we are now seeing on the streets of our cities has nothing to do with justice or with peace.
4: I saw people converging on the police vehicle. I saw people throwing things at the police
3: vehicle. That is not peaceful protest.
4: This is not in the spirit of Martin Luther
0: King Jr. This is chaos.
5: A seventh night of chaos across the country.
3: Protesters in New York attacking police overnight, bashing an officer over the head by a brick, sparking a stampede as cops draw their weapons. Buffalo is going to go under a curfew after three police officers were hurt when an SUV struck them during rioting last night in the city. This happened outside a Buffalo police station. An SUV crashed through a police line and struck two New York State troopers and a Buffalo police officer. One of the troopers suffered a broken pelvis and a broken leg
6: a violent and destructive night in the Bronx. People not only looting, but setting fires and viciously attacking a police officer. Video captured the horrifying moment another officer was hit by a car. All
0: right, some of the sounds, more of the violence that has gone on. We, we did see a decrease in those cities where the National Guard was brought up, which brings us back to points I was making earlier today. And that is, you know, just like with coronavirus, uh, New York has the dumbest the slowest moving, the most pathetic so-called leaders that I've ever seen in my life. The, the police union in New York is blasting uh, de Blasio about his own daughter being a, quote, object-throwing, rioting uh, anarchist. Uh, de, Bo- de Blasio now saying he's proud of his daughter's arrest, uh, admires she was out there doing something. Uh, did you not hear what the cops said she's doing, comrade de Blasio? Uh, it's, you know, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. New York, you're watching the beginning of the end, because if you think the mass exodus was bad prior to coronavirus leading the nation, uh, you're now making it worse every single solitary day. Now we got a fight between Cuomo and de Blasio. Cuomo saying, well, I want you to order the national. What do you mean? I want you to do it. The president needs your request to do it. If not, he's just going to have to do what he did during coronavirus. Build your hospitals, man your hospitals, uh, convert them to COVID, uh, send you every ventilator, every respirator, every shield, every gown, every set of gloves, and even outside help that you will then tax when they leave. I mean, you see now moments where the NYPD have this officer, a, a car plowed right into their SUV. And uh, another police officer brutally beaten by protesters last night. Streets of New York. They took it all the way to the beautiful, prestigious Upper East Side of New York. Right there, Hermes and all these expensive stores. They knocked in the windows. They went in and looted the place. And does any of it have anything to do with George Floyd? Nope, none of it does. Are they doing anything to keep residents and businesses safe? Nope, they're pretty much overrunning the place. And De Blasio has no clue how to deal with any of this, and neither does cuomo and Now they're targeting police stations across the u s You have four shot in St. Louis, one in Vegas, a Bronx uh, New York, a hit and run caught on video, and you know then you got the mob and the media, Democrats that basically oh this is this is they're basically nonviolent I'm like, uh what video are you watching uh when they went in full force yesterday? That's only so Trump could go to could go to the St. John's, the Church of the Presidents. No, that's not why. It, rioters set uh, fire to a, to a home with a child inside, then blocked firefighter uh, access. Uh, according to Richmond uh, Police Chief Will Smith, Seattle cop removes a fellow officer's knee from another guy's neck that was being detained amidst some of the chaos. Uh, UFC star John Jones was stopping rioters in uh, Albuquerque. You have rioters hijacking Chicago's police radio communications, slowing response times. I mean, and there are people now that have decided the cops are useless and their cities and rioters now trying to force their way into a, a bakery. Well, guess what? The owner and his sons met them at the door and they had guns. And guess what? Rioters uh, take their hard day's work elsewhere. It worked. It, helped it happened elsewhere as well. We've seen a number of videos of this, of uh, business owners now protecting their own property. California liquor store owner used an AR-15 to protect his property from looters that was happening out there. Kansas City police, bricks staged near protests were being used during the riot. In other words, they were preparing for that night's activities. Uh, now the president is saying the guard is available. Now it's up to you. But what do we know about Antifa, or some call it Antifa? Um and we have with us Gabriel Nadalos. He's a student's right advocate for the Leadership Institute. He is a former Antifa member. Uh, welcome to the program, Gabriel. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. Thank you.
0: How old are you?
2: I'm 26. All right, 26.
0: When did you join Antifa? And what can you tell us about this organization that we may not know? Because the president is now designated it a terrorist organization.
2: You know, far too many people think that Antifa is something that just propped up on January 20th uh, with uh, Donald Trump's election. And when we saw 200 Antifa activists riot outside of, uh, of Trump's inauguration, that did not come from uh, nowhere. It came from somewhere. Antifa is a much, much older organization. It started in, uh, in, in the, with the rise of fascism in, in Germany during World War II. But in America, it's been around for a few decades as well. And contrary to what they may say, they're not fighting fascism. If you look at everything, a lot of their targets, it often tends to be innocent people who just they don't like. Uh, You know, it's really funny. I'm doing a webinar later today, and uh, a university called me an all right. Like, first of all, I'm libertarian, um, I'm brown, and I've been despising and talking so much smack about the, the, the all right. But according to Antifa and their supporters, Since I'm criticizing them, all of a sudden, I'm now a a fascist supporter of theirs.
0: Tell us what the philosophy is behind this, and tell us what what was going on behind the scenes and what type of tactics they were advocating, uh, and do you believe that they are behind a lot of the unrest that we're all watching unfold in many American cities?
2: Well, first, the philosophy. They may say that they are fighting fascism, but that is wrong. There's been multiple different Antifa groups throughout the world that have said the fight against fascism is not over until capitalism is destroyed. That's a quote from uh, uh, an Antifa group from Germany. And here in America, the same thing. You hear all of this pro-socialism, pro-communism rhetoric, and that's supposed to stop fascism. Meanwhile, they forget that socialism and communism have killed close to 100 million people throughout the country over 100 years, for for the last 100 years. As far as how it works, Antifa is organized very horizontally, but it would be a mistake to say that they have absolutely no leadership. There's different types of leaders who are promoting this kind of behavior. Obviously, it's not an official leader. You can't point at one and say, oh, he's the president, he's a lieutenant, he's no. But there's certain people like Professor Mark or lecturer Mark Bray from Dartmouth College, who wrote the book, Antifa, the Anti-Fascist Handbook. He would be more of a national leader, a thought leader, who helps promote this type of mentality. And unfortunately, he's not alone. At the Leadership Institute's campus reform, we routinely report on several different left-wing professors who see themselves as activists first and educators second. And they promote this ideology that it's okay to beat conservatives simply because they are conservatives. They don't care about debate. They don't care about discussions. Antifa should really stand for anti-First Amendment.
0: Well, it should listen. I, I'm not against anybody protesting. I don't. I don't even care if they have crazy, radical views about the economy or foreign policy, whatever it happens to be. It's the violence aspect of all of this, um, and you see what's happening. Um, how much of this, do, this do you think that they are agitating behind the scenes? In other words. How much responsibility would you put on their shoulders in in a lot of these instances? And where, where are the cities that they're strongest?
2: You know, I was about to say that. Look at the first cities that started rioting. St. Paul, Minnesota, Chicago, Portland, Oregon, in my home town in Los Angeles all of these different places where Antifa has been allowed to organize for the last several years almost uncontested. All of these places were the first ones hit, and that basically spurs uh, this sense of lawlessness throughout the country where other people who may not necessarily be part of Antifa, Antifa feel like they should be, they can get away with violence as well. That's actually called uh, propaganda by the deed, which is uh, a political tactic in which, which is, means to try to take up arms against somebody with, uh, with the hopes that other people will be encouraged to do the same. And as you can see, there's some peaceful protesters out there at, the, uh, at these riots. And in some instances, members of the African-American community are demanding Antifa activists to stop because they understand that, and even they understand that, Antifa is a danger to our society and that we should fight them with every legal means possible.
0: Well, I think it's now a danger to society. Uh, do you regret your time with them?
2: Yeah, I definitely do. And let me tell you, it's not—it's—it's it's so much different than when I was around. I mean, I did some protests. I've talked about about some vandalism that I did, but I was never involved in a riot, and I actually never hurt anyone physically, which something that I'm glad I never did. But it's become so emboldened for the last ten, twenty years because. So many leftist professors have taught their, their pupils that this is okay. There's so many professors that do this. For example, there was just a, a professor, I, I forget from what university, who basically put on Twitter her plans on how to dismantle the Washington Monument. And then she's getting paid to have this kind of, uh, to push this type of, uh, of uh, agenda to her students and to all of these young people. It's, 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 uh, it's despicable.
0: It's sad. It is despicable. And you know what? There's an election in one hundred and fifty four days, Gabriel. All right. As we continue, Gabriel Nadalis, he's a former Antifa member. We now see the destruction that this is causing in cities. These businesses are not going to be coming back any too quickly and people are going to have a hard time uh, even getting to the store in, in days and weeks ahead. And some of those people are disabled. Some are elderly. And, uh, you know, uh, in the case of George Floyd, uh, there was universal outrage. This wasn't Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. This was universal condemnation of the video that we all saw. Uh, It's very hard to fire a police officer in a day. They got it done. It's very hard to indict somebody on third degree murder charges and manslaughter charges in three days or four days. They got that done. Uh, The investigation into the other officers is ongoing. Uh, The president ordered the FBI involvement, the Department of Justice involvement, the Civil Rights Division involvement, uh, and wanted it all expedited. And he can't be any more clear his call for justice in the tragic death, unnecessary death of George Floyd. Um, We have a system of justice. We have a system that also has rules and laws um similarly those governors like new york and especially uh new york city mayors like de blasio they just they don't do not have any capacity to even disperse a crowd it's pretty easy to disperse a crowd now gabriel if you're in a crowd and you're with antifa people protesting and they surround the perimeter of that crowd and they use tear gas and pepper spray What are the odds that crowd is going to disperse? Probably pretty high, wouldn't you think?
2: I definitely think so. And, you know, I am so happy that finally we have somebody in the White House with some backbone because he's getting things done. He's shown that he's willing to take down uh, all these rioters. They they don't care about fighting fascism. They care about dismantling law and order in American society.
0: Well, anyway, I want to thank you for being with us, Gabriel. Uh, We really appreciate it. Glad you've made a leap. You know, it's kind of uh, interesting to me. It's like Winston Churchill once said, if you're 20 and not a, con- a liberal, you don't have a heart. If you're 40 and not a conservative, you don't have a brain. Uh, we will forgive your early liberal mindset. <laughs> um, you seem to have uh, woken up and-, and realized what this group is really really doing to the country and how dangerous it all is. We appreciate you sharing that with us. All right, News Roundup, Information Overload Hour, Sean Hannity Show, 800 sean If you want to be a part of the program, Joe Biden out of the bunker for a few minutes again yesterday. And every time he does, well, let's just say very gently, it is nothing but a never ending shift show. I mean, he actually said, when I decided to decide, when I made the decision, Jill and I, I made the decision. Huh? Okay, But, you know, this is a guy that has now been in what public life since the 80s. 30 some odd years wanting to be president of the United States from day one. Plagiarism got in the way. Lying got in the way. A few controversies got in the way. Anyway, now now he's actually out there. He has the answer to how to solve this problem. And he wants cops, if somebody's running at them with a knife, to shoot them in the leg instead of the heart. Now, Let me explain for those of you that are not familiar at all with police training. If a police officer pulls their weapon and they feel that their life is in danger, you don't aim for the leg. You aim for upper body mass. That is what they are taught. Well, let me aim for his leg. Uh, Then either there's not a, a big enough threat to even fire the weapon. Or number two, he's the dumbest guy on the face of the earth. I'll let you decide, but I'll let you first hear it.
3: And the idea that instead of standing there and teaching a cop who's an unarmed person coming at him with a knife or something and shooting him in the leg instead of in the heart is a very different thing. There's a lot of different things that can change.
0: Shoot him in the leg. You know, it's very interesting because when we at some point on within the next 154 days, we have a real presidential campaign beginning. We're going to compare and contrast records here. And for example, um, criminal justice reform that has benefited the likes of Alice uh, Johnson, who we love and is a regular on this program. Uh, but that has been good for the the fact that we've had uh, a dual justice system for many, many years. Unfairness and sentencing, racial, relate, racially related in many, many ways. Disparate sentencing was real. Uh, Donald Trump fixed that fixed that not not Barack and not Joe Uh, when it came to the lowest unemployment ever for African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, Asian-Americans, women in the workplace, youth unemployment, uh, African-American youth unemployment. That was Trump. Um, When you look at helping historically black colleges, that was Trump, not Barack and Joe. When you look at the opportunity zones set up in in cities that have been left behind, that was not Barack and Joe. That was Trump. Um, You look at, for example, those manufacturing jobs that Barack and Joe said were never coming back. uh, Guess what? They came back and after we get over coronavirus they're going to come back stronger than ever because we're going to take a lot of our manufacturing back from china that lied to the world here to discuss debate all of this we have the reverend charles christian adams he's with the hartford memorial baptist church in detroit and pastor daryl scott he is the chairman urban revitalization coalition uh and pastors his church in uh, cleveland ohio uh welcome both of you back back to the program i think we all need a little prayer prayer and fasting now for our country probably something we could all agree on um pastor scott i i I wish i've seen a a bigger presence among leadership including the clergy to help bring an end to some of this violence but if we're going to be honest about it all these years we've been watching chicago and all the violence there and Barack and Joe never did anything there in eight years either. Yeah,
1: absolutely right. I mean, Joe Biden just recently called for sweeping police reform uh, because of the George Floyd incident. But I find that amusing because during his administration as vice president with President Barack Obama, we had the Eric Garner incident, the Michael Brown incident, the Tamir Rice incident, the Freddie Gray incident, the Sandra Bland incident. These were all during Obama and Biden's administration. So when people say that George Floyd is the last straw, then Eric, Michael, Tamir, Freddie, and Sandra were the first five straws. This frustration that's boiling over now is a result of frustration that built and developed under Barack Obama's administration. And so Joe Biden is being very hypocritical and all these black voices. Where are they at now? I find it amusing, Sean. I don't know if you're aware of it. The uh, singer Cardi B stated that her well, I saw this. For the protest and the violence and then someone posted her address on Instagram and she responded by saying if you come over to my house you're going to get killed now I find that amusing you support them vandalizing other people's property but if you vandalize mine you need to get killed you have all these people's so Oprah's quiet Barack Obama is quiet LeBron James is quiet everybody's quiet, all these Hollywood celebrities they're quiet, everybody's quiet now
0: You know, I think uh, Pastor uh, Adams, I think Pastor Scott makes a good point, uh, because he's right. Ferguson, Missouri, uh, happened under Barack and Joe's watch, and Baltimore, Freddie Gray, that happened under their watch. Uh, Eric Gardner, that happened under their watch. The Cambridge police, that happened under their watch. And all the other instances that Pastor Scott brought up, they didn't do anything. Now they could sit there in the confines of Joe's basement where he does his pathetic podcast every day. was a little confused in the middle of the podcast. Uh, why didn't they do it why didn't they get the unemployment rate down for african-americans to the lowest level ever why did it take donald trump to do it
5: uh donald trump has been no savior to the african-american race first of all we need to understand you, it, wait, that. Look,
0: you're not you're not ignoring and the right record now, you're not ignoring right now, the, all the hold on you're not ignoring the record low unemployment record after record after record low unemployment for african-americans i know you're not ignoring Donald Trump's help for historically black colleges. I'm sure you're not ignoring Donald Trump's criminal justice reform that Barack and Joe talked about but never got done.
5: I know the, I know the liaison to the African-American, uh, historically African-American colleges, universities. Personally, he's a good man. But the fact of the matter is our unemployment rate is still far above all the uh, other races in this country. And our poverty rate is far above the other races in this country. We only make up 12.4% of the population, but our poverty rate is still at 25.2%. And it's also higher in specific cities, like a Republican city, uh, Miami, a Republican city, Oklahoma City, a Republican city, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, is still higher disproportionately for African Americans. Than whites. And when you start talking about trying to make Cardi B the stepchild for threats and violence, I'd like to direct you to the state of Michigan when conservative, white, right-wing protesters storm the state capitol with automatic uh, weapons, semi-automatic you know, weapons. You know, pa- I, I, and pa- Pastor, I love you, Pastor, but, but, but
0: Pastor, I, I, I was critical done. in that case, too, uh, of people in tactical gear, a very small number of people, uh, and I said they had no business, uh, maybe legally they can do it, but it doesn't make it the right thing to do when I was outspoken, and I got criticized for it, but I get criticized pretty much for breathing. Um, so I'm kind of used to it. And what I'm asking you is very specifically, Donald Trump sent record after record after record low unemployment for all these Uh, varying minority groups when we break down demographics. And you can't even say a good word about it. Alice uh, Johnson gets out of prison, and he did that, and Joe and Barack did nothing. And then you look at the opportunity zones, he did that, Joe and Barack did nothing. And you won't even say a good word about the guy. Is Is there anything Donald Trump has done that has been helpful for African Americans? Because if you can't say yes to that, I think you're just playing politics.
5: You're distorting the economic growth that has been continuous in this country over the last 12 years. What's, it has I mean, not just been because of Donald Trump's policies. Hey, A Pastor, this, I, this is my, growth, your wheelhouse you is no, the no, pulpit. No, no, my wheelhouse is politics.
0: My wheelhouse is politics. Your wheelhouse is the pulpit, okay? Under Barack, under Joe, 13 million more Americans after eight years on food stamps, 8 million more in poverty, the lowest labor participation rate since the 70s, worst recovery since the 40s, and the lowest home ownership rate in 50 years. Under Donald Trump, record after record after record. I know my politics, and you can't even acknowledge one good thing that Donald Trump has done that helped the black community. Not one? Look, I'm going to
5: tell you, I'm not. Tell me one thing. Just one. Way. Look, we were critical of Bill Clinton and the omnibus oh. crime bill. Joe supported when, it. Tenth, when, when they added hundreds of thousands of, of more police officers and, and mass incarceration started, we were critical of the comments that Hillary Clinton made when she said that our sons and our daughters— we're super predators, so but don't try. Don't. Don't. So I know you know politics, you not. but I know that you are also, you also wise enough to know that the previous administration- You have not- have and an You, you, on you on the, cannot, you Reverend Adams. You, I
0: thought the truth set us free. Pastor Scott, I just gave the truth about the Biden-Obama uh, record and the truth about the Trump record. He, does, he just ignores it. Yeah, he will not acknowledge that truth. But he will say, basically,
1: yes, Hillary called us super predators. Yes, Joe Biden locked us up. Yes, Clinton locked us up. But so what? We're supporting them anyway. Yes, Donald Trump did have historic levels of unemployment. Yes, Donald Trump gave unprecedented money to HBCUs. Yes, Donald Trump has an urban revitalization plan and opportunity zones. Yes, Donald Trump did criminal justice reform and and prison reform. But so what? We're not going to support him anyway. He's into so-what-ism. And so that doesn't make a legitimate argument. What you, For him what to you say, not well, talking blacks about... make more money, he's saying blacks make more money, but not as much money as someone else. Well, you, that's a subjective matter. That is subjective. You factor in the, uh, the, the, those that are on, on, on one type of uh, expertise, uh, career expertise with another, you factor in. Maybe blacks don't make as much, but they still make more.
5: First of all, Reverend, you sound like a fool. When you start talking about that police brutality started under Barack Obama and Joe Biden. Oh, Second
0: he never all, said that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He never yes, said he that on the yes, show. He did. In oh, his no. opening
5: comments, that's exactly what no. he, said.
0: he said. He said that Ferguson, this. Baltimore, uh, Eric Gardner, and all these other incidents happened under their watch. That's the you truth. The, the truth will set that, you free, Reverend. I read that in a good book. The officers were never brought to justice. Excuse
1: those me, because they're the even charged
5: in the Sandra Bland killing, and so those, that is are, problem. those
1: are the instances that these protesters today are referencing. They're saying after Eric Garner, Michael Brown, Tamir Rice, Freddie Gray, Sandra Bland, George Floyd is the last straw. So what I'm saying is, so those first five straws were acceptable. That why wasn't Barack Obama called into account? Why wasn't Joe Biden called into account? Why weren't that Justice Department, Eric Holder, why weren't they called into account to do something when these people were killed?
0: All right, as we continue our discussion, we'll get to your calls next half hour. 800-941-SHAWN, our number, the Reverend Charles Christian Adams, Hartford Memorial Baptist Church. Uh, pastor Daryl Scott, Chairman, Ur- Urban Revitalization Coalition, also the pastor of his church in uh, Cleveland. What's your church again? I spoke at the pulpit, which was the worst moment in the history of the, the church. But, uh, 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 but Anyway, I tried my best, Pastor, but, you know, I might have cursed once or twice. I didn't mean to do it from the pulpit. It was an accident.
1: Hey, listen, I have a book coming out called Unlikely Allies. Um, in the struggle for a better Black America, the name of the book is "Nothing to Lose." And I talk about you in that book, and I said in it, "I give you a warning." I said in the book that I could see you being a, a preacher
0: or a pastor oh my gosh. after you oh conclude your radio
1: career. By I the way, made that statement in the book. So I'm warning you in advance.
0: Oh boy! By the way, Reverend Adams. I, you never invited me to your church number one to, to, would, why why don't you invite me to speak at your pulpit i most certainly will
5: uh you know and you have me on record but but just for the record and i'm not holding uh, we my don't breath mind in. a little profanity uh it, it, personally, I think your political philosophy is more profane than your language. So, if you curse a time or two, it certainly won't bother <laughs> me. But well, we I don't have, think. Listen, I don't think, the, I don't think all the I don't think
0: all the apostles that were fishermen. You know, they might have had salty language uh, if they're like fishermen that I know today. And I kind of think when Jesus turned over the tables in the temple, he didn't actually, you know, use the 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 maybe the. Maybe that maybe his language was perfect because he was the only perfect human being. But I'm sure there was a little bit of righteous indignation behind it.
1: Well, I think Peter might have had a few choice words when they he was by the fire and that young lady accused him. Uh, (laughs) Because once he started cussing, she said, no, he must not have been with Jesus because they don't talk like Jesus. Don't talk like that.
0: (laughs) We could agree on that. (laughs) Where Reverend Adams are, where where are the guys in the pulpit? Why are they not out in the streets saying stop? I don't see enough of them. Maybe I'm missing it, but I
5: don't see it. Many of them are, but what I've noticed is this is an organic movement. It's a grassroots movement, and it's one that has really moved beyond the traditional civil rights and political structures. And part of it is because the system itself is the problem. And a lot of our young people are viewing uh, some of the older civil rights leaders as not uh, uh, radical enough, and, and not uh, 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 ready to really change the, the right. underpinnings of the system. I but have to go, the best we can to support
0: because of the constraints of time, look forward to your book, Pastor Scott. Pastor Adams, I'm holding my breath, waiting for my invitation to preach from the pulpit at, uh, at your wonderful church, Harford Memorial Baptist, and uh, I think I might surprise you. Um, I, hope, I, I hope that invitation's coming. I would be there. Uh, eight hundred nine four one Sean toll free number. Your calls next. Uh, an amazing Hannity nine Eastern on Fox. Please set your DVR. The best coverage available on television. Straight ahead. One of last night's victims, an NYPD officer, who police say was targeted in a hit and run.
6: He's in uh, serious but stable condition. He has a head injury and a leg injury from being hit by a car. A very violent night for police officers. Several attacks on those officers caught on video. In fact, dramatic video shows a sergeant struck by a black sedan. He is in serious but stable condition. The people in the car got away. Another officer beat up on the street. And in Buffalo, a suspect is in custody this morning after a police officer and a state trooper were hit by a car. Both are in stable condition.
3: Buffalo is going to go under a curfew after three police officers were hurt when an SUV struck them during rioting last night in the city. This happened outside a Buffalo police station. An SUV crashed through a police line and struck two New York State troopers and a Buffalo police officer. One of the troopers suffered a broken pelvis and a broken leg. A seventh night of chaos across the country. Protesters in New York attacking police overnight, bashing an officer over the head by a brick, sparking a stampede as cops draw their weapons.
6: It's a violent and destructive night in the Bronx. People not only looting but setting fires and viciously attacking a police officer. Video captured the horrifying moment another officer was hit by a car.
0: The sights and sounds of horrific Horrific leadership. All right, as promised, we're going to get to our busy telephones here. 800 941 Sean you want to be a part of the program. Uh, let's go to Jay in Wilmington in North Carolina. Jay, hi, how are you? We're glad you called.
3: Hey, Sean. Thanks for What's having me What's going on? on? There. I was just wanted to say that I think it's reckless to go ahead and convict this uh, officer, 100% of uh, first-degree murder. The video is one piece of evidence. It's a bad-looking part of the evidence. It's a tragic loss of life, but there's so many other factors that contribute. Well,
0: listen, I'm just telling you, we now we talked to Dr. Biden, right? We now know what he says. Uh, I trust him implicitly. I've known him. He's he's a foremost expert in in forensics and and what he does. And he's been involved in many of these cases, Um, knowing what I know about the vulnerability of one's neck knowing what I know about police training uh you cannot do what this officer did and expect frankly any other outcome than we got here and that's why officers are trained not to do what he did and as far as the other officers that were there I who knew what and when I don't know but if uh if they did know and they can and or if they can prove that they didn't see most of it or any of it then they might not have a conviction but you know the odds to me nine we got eight straight minutes of videotape of that knee on that neck with that face you know you know pushed down hard into that pavement that will kill anybody and and I'm speaking from from 7 years of training I'm a student of of martial arts and I'm just telling you you can't do it if I get you in a rear naked choke and I I put Thirty percent pressure, you're going to pass out right in my arms. You, will, your b- legs will buckle and you will go down to the ground in under fifteen seconds. With a third of my strength being used, if I use my full strength, you're going to go down faster. That's how dangerous it is when you get to somebody's neck. And I'm not even talking about a trachold. Um, You know, you've heard the term "schlock somebody out," right? You've heard that, correct? When you know how to do it, I hate to say it. It's actually, if you, if, if you have the person in the right hold, it's kind of easy to do. It's not hard to do. You can look it up. That. But
3: today's culture, the street's not the courtroom. If all these instances, everyone's naming from the past, all these officer-involved shootings, if the people would turn around, go in cuffs, have their day in court, we wouldn't be talking about none of these deaths.
0: Well, I hate to tell you that there was very few people that were right about Richard Jewell. I was one of them. Very few people write about Duke Cross, I was one of them. Very few people write about the Cambridge police. I was one of them. Very few people write about UVA. I was one of them. Uh, very few people write about Ferguson, Missouri. I was right there. I was right on Freddie Gray and the incident in Baltimore. And I, I warn people not one of those cops is going to get convicted. Now, how do I know? Because I work my sources Now, in this case, it's different because you cannot deny what your eyes see. What does your eyes what do your eyes see when you watch the seven straight minutes and 55 seconds of that that knee on that man's neck with his face pounded into the pavement? What do you see? What do your own eyes tell you?
3: It's never said that it's a tragic lost alive. life i didn't ask you that
0: period. tell me what you see in that scene tell it he's, he's handcuffed he's not resisting right. he says he can't breathe over and over and he asked for his mother over and over what do you see the in that office, scene for eight minutes
3: should have came
0: over and said hey enough but okay you to, a, you're, you're avoiding my earth question earth. though. i'm not trying to be a, a jerk what do you see what do your eyes show you
3: a man that had enough, maybe every t- the knee to Maybe back. very common practice this day and time. Everyone that gets a knee on the back screams they can't breathe. A uh, couple weekends ago uh, on live PD and uh, the officers they were covering in LA, a young black man was handcuffed. They were getting ready to put him in a car. He broke loose, almost ran out in traffic. Officers mm-hmm. chased him. They almost ran out in traffic.
0: Yeah, listen, if, but once somebody's not resisting. Once somebody is is in handcuffs and once somebody is, is now well, screaming they can't breathe, the you, you already have them in custody. You can't do what we saw here because it, I, I, I am telling we're you, it, if you do that, if anyone does that again, you're going to get the same result every time. You will get the same result every single solitary time. If If I have a targeted strike... And I take, you know, with the back of my hand, and I, I hit between right on the side of your neck with the side of your jaw being part of the strike. If, I, if my no, target, stop. if I hit the target, you're going straight to the ground. And when you try to get up, you're going to buckle and fall down again. Guaranteed, that's one, one second strike. That's how sensitive your neck is. And police are trained that way. And if they're not, then they got to fix that. I don't think I I don't think police are trained enough at all, period. That's that's just a fact.
3: They don't they don't get near enough training.
0: That we agree on. Um, Anyway, I appreciate I'm not trying to be tough on you, Jay. It's just I'm angry. And and I'll tell you the better part of my anger is you even see these cops now getting on knees and showing solidarity. You know what they're saying? They're saying they didn't like what they saw. They're trained differently. That's what they're saying. They don't want to be out there in fights with the public. They they signed up to protect and serve the public. Nobody, no cop that I know goes to work ever hoping they're going to kill somebody. Now, are there are there are there people that just are bad apples? Uh, Listen, look at my industry. How many people do do you consider to be good people in media? I don't I don't have a high opinion of many people in my profession to be honest with you. You have a high opinion of the media cuz I don't.
3: Let me make one point on all these officers that are on TV and radio saying one thing that really drives me crazy that they one thing they do cover in training. They all say this was a routine stop, a routine arrest over a counterfeit dollar bill or something. There is no such thing as a routine stop or a routine arrest the day that you think that you doing a routine stop or a routine arrest is the day that you go home in a body bag to your family and these officers have the right to go home
0: i have total complete agreement and sympathy for cops and how dangerous their jobs are they never know what they're going to face in any given moment it is a dangerous job it is uh, it, it, but people that i know that go into this profession and it is a profession they do it not for the money and even the police departments that you know pay a decent amount of money they're not doing it for the money i promise you there are other ways they can make more money they do it because it's a calling for them like a, like a med- the people they medicine it's a calling people emts firefighters those are calling good teachers it's a calling you know good ministers it's a calling you know, say what you will. The big mouth, I guess, that's a calling of mine, whatever. Because I wanted to do this, and I didn't, And once I did it, there's nothing else I wanted to do with the rest of my life.
3: Let me ask you one thing. That officer, can anyone tell me without a shadow of a doubt, if there was an active shooter two days before that he wouldn't have got in front of Mr. Floyd to protect him from getting shot?
0: You I, I, broke up at the end. Say it again.
3: Can anyone tell me that that officer two days before, if there was an active shooter, would not have stepped in front of Mr. Floyd? I do, I, I, I,
0: I, most cops, I can say yes. I don't know what to say about this. I, I don't know what this guy was thinking. I just don't. It breaks my heart. You know what? One bad cop. Look, what, look at the impact it's had on the country. Look at the dirty cops involved in the deep state. Look at what they have done to the country. You know, one bad cop, one bad doctor, one bad teacher one bad, whatever, it always, unfortunately, it is so damaging because it damages the reputation of all the good, dedicated professionals. You know, I wear a, a, a flag pin with the FBI symbol in the middle because I know the 99% are good people that risk their lives for us. Same in the intelligence community. I have a CIA pin. By the way, the fact that people are talking so much about my Punisher pin cracks me up, makes me laugh. Uh, It happens to be, if you're interested in any of the Marvel products, if you look at edition, and I think it's 129 of The Amazing Spider-Man. It is 129, February. Um, That was the introduction of The Punisher, which is the only R-rated character in the Marvel line. Nobody seems to know that. Uh, I appreciate it. Charles in Atlanta, WSB. What's up, Charles? How are you? Hey, Sean, uh,
6: great to speak with you here. I do uh, training. Uh, I'm a law enforcement uh, police trainer. And yes, sir. we train core philosophy is on treatment and communication skills of uh, treating with dignity, showing respect. And that goes everything from the initial contact all throughout the uh, interaction into the phase of stabilization and control.
0: Listen, and this is the uh, court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go keep going, sir.
6: Uh, the core, you know, with uh, someone that's uh, being restrained, uh, things that we need to be doing is communicating with them, uh, uh, verbally uh, communicating that things are going to be okay, uh, listen to my voice, uh, turn your head to the side, uh, checking for signs for responsiveness, and making sure there's no obstruction in the airway. They need to know that we're there to care for them from the beginning of that verbal interaction throughout the, the physical alternative of stabilization and control
0: i'm just saying that i i Mm -hmm. cops are the professionals in these environments Mm -hmm. you know the the you're all right you're right in all that you're saying cops have every right to feel you know the the right amount they get they they need they need adrenaline training one of the things that i train with for example is you can't involve yourself in any physical altercation if you're attacked if you can't take pain right if you're not trained we actually have as part of my training well it's called pain day where i sit there and i get hit i literally i i stretch out my arms and i it gets pounded i i tighten up and i get hit in my core and it gets pounded i get put on gear and i get slapped in the head hard i get pounded part of my training it's for cops we don't do enough in terms of options other than oh let me reach for this crappy stun gun which is useless you know i one day mentioned the burner gun which is a gun that shoots tear gas and pepper spray b-y-r-n-a and um i actually wish i invested in this this thing it's a great company you can buy one uh online I, i don't have any financial interest in it but Bernard.com, I think, is the, the website. We'll put it up on Hannity.com. But i got to tell you something. We need better alternatives than just picking up your spi- sidearm. The, the, we need better training in physical self-defense and restraining people. Uh, but I appreciate what you do. Thank you, sir. 800-941-SHAWN, toll-free telephone number. Amazing Hannity, 9 Eastern tonight. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Uh, we still, New York, can't make up their mind. Illinois rejects the National Guard. These governors, these pathetic mayors, we have Rudy Giuliani, we have Dan and Geraldo Ken Cuccinelli, Lawrence, also uh, Leo Terrell, Larry Elder, Sheriff Chris Swanson, and much more, all coming up, 9 Eastern tonight, say ADVR, Hannity Fox News Channel. Thanks for being with us. See you tonight. Back here tomorrow.